Welcome back to our study in the book of John. Today we're going to be covering John chapter 16, verses 5 through 15. So I'll read that whole passage first. It says, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Uh, This is a really unique and interesting and important passage. It's the second passage in this um, Last Supper conversation that Jesus has with his disciples about the Holy Spirit. Uh, The previous conversation came in chapter 14, starting in verse 15, if you want to go back and and look at that one more time. But you would think here at this point that Jesus is reiterating to his disciples that he's going to be leaving, that it makes sense that their hearts would be filled with sorrow, as Jesus says in verse 6, right? That makes sense. Jesus has been with them. They've come to love him, follow him. They, they literally left their lives and gave everything to follow Jesus. And now he's telling them that he's going to leave. But uh, in an interesting twist, instead of Jesus telling them that their sorrow is warranted, he says uh, that, it was actually, that it would actually be to their advantage that he leaves. Now, we have to ask, what could Jesus mean by this? I mean, Jesus is the God-man. Jesus has both the divine nature and the human nature. And as the person Jesus Christ, he is God himself in the flesh with these disciples. And so how could it be to their advantage that he goes away? Well, the reason it would be to their advantage is because in the Holy Spirit, who had both conceived Jesus at his birth, who had anointed Jesus at his baptism, who had empowered Jesus through his ministry, and who would go on to offer up the sacrifice of Jesus, and then also resurrect Jesus from the dead, this same spirit who accompanied Jesus throughout his life would then be given in full measure to all of Jesus' disciples. That in a sense, uh, rather than Jesus being present only with one person at a time or with one group of people at a time, now through the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself would be present with every single believer at every moment on every part of the planet. And so the advantage is not that the Holy Spirit is somehow better than Jesus or more important than Jesus, but it's the same Jesus through his spirit uh, broadcast out and manifest into the lives of so many more people all at once. And then uh, Jesus goes on to say that, Part of the reason that the Holy Spirit must come bearing the 
um, properties of Jesus himself is so that his disciples will be able to understand the fullness of his teaching. So much of what Jesus had been trying to say to them, they couldn't understand. Uh, A lot of it had to do with the Old Testament. They didn't quite see what was true about the Old Testament yet, that so much of it was pointing forward to Jesus, that there were so many what, what Hebrews calls shadows in the Old Testament, that now looking back with the help of the Holy Spirit, we would be able to see the substance of those shadows. But up to this point, the disciples and many others uh, were veiled to the truth that was in the Old Testament. And we also know that we have uh, further books of the Bible. Remember, at this point, the New Testament wasn't even written yet. And so part of what Jesus is promising here is that the Holy Spirit would, yes, he would take up residence in every believer to help every believer uh, see and know the truth. But maybe in a more uh, heightened sense, the Holy Spirit would accompany the apostles who a few of them would go on to write books of the Bible that would become scripture for us. And so the Holy Spirit comes from Jesus. Uh, it's, it is the, he is the spirit of Jesus and he leads these apostles into the depths of what we now have as the New Testament. And then the last thing that uh, we need to look at is how Uh, All throughout the Bible, whenever we talk about God, this one God who exists eternally in three persons, we see God the Father at work, we see God the Son at work, and we see God the Holy Spirit at work. And one of the things we always have to remember is that when God works, all of God is at work. And so the Father is never doing something different than the Son, and the Son is never doing something different than the Spirit. There's only one God, and this one God exists in, in three persons. And so, We see here that Jesus says that the Spirit will glorify Him. That's right. So anytime we are trying to look out for the work of the Spirit in the world, the question we ought to ask is, where is Jesus being glorified? And wherever Jesus is being glorified, we know that the Spirit is at work. But then Jesus goes a step further, and He he reminds us that all that He has comes from the Father. And so the Spirit is passing on to us what belongs to Jesus, and what belongs to Jesus is what belongs to the Father. In other words, we are being wrapped up as the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. We are being wrapped up into the eternal Trinity. We are having communion and experiencing a relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is ultimately the glory of the gospel that not only do we we receive wonderful benefits from God, but that we actually come into relationship with God himself, the fullness of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your conversation.